What do you do when you want to understand an important event in history and all the original sources that you find contradict each other? How do you find the truth? Now, I'm no historian, let me make that clear, but this is a question that still vexes even the best historians of all time. When accounts conflict, whose account do you trust? I'm going to lay out for you here some facts about the history of this new continent, simply referred to as the New World, though who it was new to isn't exactly clear. It was certainly old to somebody, but regardless, it all started when the largest conglomerate in the world, the Shinra Corporation, discovered an endless new source of energy, Mako. They found vast fields of Mako on this new continent, and so a war started. After conquering the continent, using the largest gun ever built, I might add, they convinced multiple towns to build big Mako reactors just outside their town limits. And the thing that happened with those Mako reactors is that they started exploding. Now this is where history gets a little muddy. Let's start with the official Final Fantasy VII strategy guide from Brady Games, widely considered the ultimate authority on these matters, which states outright about one of the key figures in the history of these Mako reactors, quote, This is Barrett's hometown. Now in the actual game, Final Fantasy VII, when Avalanche leader and gun arm holder Barrett Wallace enters North Coral for the first time in years, he says, quote, My hometown used to be around here. It ain't here no more. Heard it got buried in just four years. End quote. But the strategy guide says clearly that North Coral was his hometown. So which is the truth? Barrett in his posthumously published autobiography, Gun Arm for Life, explains, quote, It happened when Dine and I were out of town for a few days. Coral was burned down by the Shinra troops. There was an explosion at a reactor. Shinra blamed the accident on the people, said it was done by a rebel faction. I never should have gone along with the building of that reactor. End quote. Now, We know that the coral reactor never exploded, because lots of people in the New Continent still get their power from that reactor to this day. You can go visit it right now, it's got a nice gift shop. So what could Barrett be referring to? Well, before you write in with your theories, let me talk a bit about Gungaga. Gungaga is one of the worst ecological disasters this planet has ever known. But what people don't know, or at least historians argue about, is when this explosion occurred. If you ask the old woman who spends all of her time in the Gungaga Cemetery, she just mutters to herself, quote, Three years ago when the reactor exploded, my husband, end quote. So the Gungaga explosion occurred one year after the town of Coral was burned down in response to a reactor explosion. You could be forgiven if you don't totally understand the timeline here. Further complicating this, the official Final Fantasy VII strategy guide states, quote, Before boarding the ropeway E, Barrett will stop the party and relate to them the story of North Coral. There was an explosion at the Coral Reactor, and the Shinra blamed the people of North Coral for what they felt was a terrorist attack. End quote. Was it North Coral or Coral that was burned down by the Shinra? Could the Coral Reactor have exploded and then been rebuilt within a year? Was it Coral or North Coral that's Barrett's hometown? And if Coral was burned down because a reactor exploded, which reactor was it? Is Coral prison Coral? It looks that way in one of the flashbacks. And when was the gold saucer built? And what about Gungaga? And how do other towns which built Mako reactors like Nibelheim feel about what's going on here? Wouldn't you worry about the safety of a Mako reactor near your town when they're blowing up all over the world? 
I know I would be. The contradictions boggle the mind. Sometimes, history doesn't spell it out for you in a way that makes sense. But you can still gather the emotional truth that was intended by the person who wrote history. Because the one thing that's true about history in this world is it's all there to illustrate the emotional journey of those alive now. So, the one thing we can hold on to as truth in this storm of contradictions is devilishly simple. Shinra bad. I mean, you're already interested, you know. It is intriguing. <laughs> this place is so perfectly clean that there's one thing that it would be really bad to have in a location like this. Well, yeah. You wouldn't want an orangutan. It's some kind of an ape. I mean, what a goofy <laughs> cast of characters <laughs> walking into this hotel. Yeah, you're right. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yes. Welcome to No One Can Know About This, a podcast where we play every Final Fantasy. I'm Jeff Ekman. And I'm Ryan Kazmiski. And here we go, episode 15. Yeah, we're moving on from the gold saucer. Wow, another that was day, a couple of episodes. Tragedy. Yeah, <laughs> another um. day, another tragedy. <laughs> where we left off, we finished everything at the gold saucer and got a buggy. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to drive across the land. Yeah, well, it can go across the shallow parts of rivers, so now you can... <laughs> it's really like they made a big map, and you're finding ways to break the little barriers yes. that they put around it, so yeah. now we can path our way across the desert. Before we get into it, let's check in with our good friend Daniel K mm -hmm. with the weather report. Yeah. See what's going on in your the skies over you. <laughs> on location. Hi, Jeff and Ryan. Hi, listeners. Um, yeah, so before we get into today's weather report, I just wanted to let you know, like, I've been doing a lot of thinking, like, about the state of the world and how, how fucked up everything is, you know? And I was just, like, I was, I was up super late last night feeling totally helpless and I, I came to this realization. I think I want to try making this little weather report segment that I do into a more like globalist, humanist, Marxist utopian segment, which might like, which might actually help us move towards a, a position of more international understanding and friendship. Yeah, the way I'm going to do this is this weather report isn't going to be just another Western hegemonic English language report anymore. I'm going to start doing the weather report in Esperanto, the proposed universal language designed to bring about an intercultural understanding across the globe. Um, so, listeners who aren't already fluent in Esperanto, don't worry. The language is it's designed to be really easily picked up. Uh, and so if I just dive in, I don't think you'll have any trouble at all following along with the important points of the report. Bonne. Doni dewerigu kun le vetero reporto. Chitiu facte estas tre grave, grave, grave reporto. 
Estis severa vetero avitita, segvente nova jon brilla sen precedenza subita disvolvijo. De tropico superstormo, ci faros landon trofru pro evacuado, do faru prepa poin por mortiga per foto vetero. Gigante ondo e causos difecto in su gio marborde aroe. La mort punto et attendas esti la milioi. Sacventit si la ventoe de le ciclono de gis do cae quinde cae melioi e horo causos amasain posse de join. Eli attendas che la inandai fulmoi sequas. Citio estos devastiga che terrora. Caine nio povas esti farita. Ancao ne relatigita vulcano. Bonvolu cio prejas por securozzo alpo rapida che sen morta morto. Dankon Jeff, dankon Ryan, Ryan Alvian Lestudo. Meteorology, we love you. Thank you so much, Daniel. I really appreciate the translation so that everybody in the world can understand that. Yeah, I mean, we're really just increasing uh, accessibility yeah. by, by adding that. And that's always our goal here. So you know what the weather report is, and you should act accordingly. <laughs> yeah, you should. Let's go to Gangaga. Yeah, um, the land of confused plot points. Yeah, well, uh, we're on our tour of shithole towns that have had reactors explode. Right, so. Shinra's been building <laughs> reactors near towns, and towns have, in the past, been destroyed. When do we get to Rocket Town, man? When Not it, for a long time. God damn it. We gotta go to Cosmo Canyon, we gotta <sighs> go to Nibelheim, All right. and then we go through the mountains behind Nibelheim, and then we go to Rocket Town. Alright, okay. <laughs> Let's get to it. <laughs> How to drive the buggy. Oh, God. Press the OK button to get on. Press uh-huh. the cancel button to get off. Buggies can cross shallow rivers and deserts. You oh. can even cro- enter Costa del Sol and Junon by Ooh. buggy by hitching a ride on the cargo ship. I like the... Look at this buggy. Whoa! It's like a halo buggy. Vroom, 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 vroom. I think it's more like the car Homer Simpson designed than the Halo, than the Warthog <laughs> Yeah, from you're Halo. right, you're right. But it, it's got like, is that six wheels or eight? It's got I like a bunch eight of wheels. treads across the bottom. And it looks like it's a rocket, almost, yeah, like, like on red, wheels. Yeah. yeah. And it can go over... Ooh, shallow. Shallows. Oh, shit. We can go over shallows with the buggy! <laughs> Now we're on the beach. Now we're on the beach. Yes, yes, we will be fighting them on the beaches. We will be fighting them in the snowboard fields. I think those surfer guys ever made it through the casino and to their dreamland of snowboarding. Oh man, I hope so. Maybe we'll see them on the slopes, Jeff. <laughs> when we're slaloming? <laughs> when we're snowboarding. Uh-huh. That's probably gonna happen in this game, isn't it? Your silence is deafening. <laughs> so we can't go in this kind of shallow water, but in rivers we can. Right, right. And it doesn't protect you from random encounters. Uh, that stinks. Drive straight into uh, this house. What has... Wh- where are we going now? What's happening now? Gangaga. Gangaga? 
To find Sephiroth? <laughs> yeah, to find Sephiroth. Jeff, we're going to Gaga Ga Ga to find Sephiroth. God damn. No one's here. We'll come back later. <laughs> <Is> this... <laughs> Is that... What? What do you... <laughs> Yeah, that's a house on the end of a peninsula. Yeah, this is known as the weapon seller's house, the weapon maker's house, something like that. We'll come back here, but to also not understand it later. I Yeah, this is one of those things that sticks out to me as if there's not something we missed here, right. that would be crazy. Then there must have been something that was cut, <laughs> Exactly. Right? No one's here, we'll come back later. But wait, what about the question marks and the gold certificate? Oh, we're not we're not leaving the casino forever, Jeff. We're coming back. That was just a taste. Yeah, that was just a taste of casino. <laughs> oh god. We're we're not big enough players yet to win the kind of GP we need to buy what we want. We gotta come back and we can make more. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the internal okay. struggle happening in right in you right now is amazing. I imagine. Okay. Well, you're just like, I'm loving this game, but what? No. Well, I'm We're just like, what? Sephiroth? I'm just like, let me finish something. <laughs> Before I, like, just, just oh, this let me. be a nightmare for you, because you can't complete any of the goodies you're Let me complete a thing, and then we move. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, and then it's like, no, we're over here. We walk upon a forest, and in the center of the forest is some kind of exploded machine. Yeah, there's a big blown-up Mako reactor. Where are you? Is someone there? Oh, it's the fucking Turks. <laughs> oh, shit. So on, like, a pathway that leads to the exploded Mako reactor, mm -hmm. I guess, we stop short and we're like, oh, shit, it's the Turks ahead. Yeah, this whole town is surrounded by, like, you know, one of those nature paths that you would right. see. Be like, that doesn't look like a very appealing walk. <laughs> but I guess if I'm going to go jogging, path through I'll take some it. bushes. Yeah. And I guess there's, like, a sign there this that's, like, the telling you about the wildlife that lives in the bushes. Yeah, and you're like, it's birds? Yeah. It, I yeah, know. It's always yeah, it's always, like, some, like, little mud pit and then some trees. And they're like, this is the right. bird. This is all they have left. Stay out. So the Turks are here. And we can eavesdrop on their conversation. Hey, Rude. What, who do you like? Okay, FMK. <laughs> what are you getting so embarrassed about? Come on, who do you like? Tifa. <laughs> <laughs> They're going like, our, al our like enemies are pretty good looking. Who are you okay. shipping for? <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. I love the idea of shipping for your enemies. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I think she's pretty cute. This is where I really start to realize that the Turks have more going on with them as characters than I ever would have expected or thought possible. Yeah, they're having just like water cooler talk right. for themselves about like who they have crushes on. We've gotten a sense that they hang out off duty and drink and talk mm -hmm. about shit before, but like now it's really becoming clear they like are spectators of this game. Yeah, and like they even view Tifa and us almost as like colleagues. Right. Like even though we fight, <laughs> we're still like their work. Well, it's like you wouldn't have a job if you didn't have an adversary. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But poor Elena, she, you. It's like. No, it's like. She, no, do you think like Winston God. Churchill was ever going like. Well, do you think that this Hitler is ever going to tie the knot with that Ava Braun? <laughs> or, uh, I, love this I mean, I kind of hope they seem kind of great for each other, you know? This guy's going like, I think Elena likes you, though. And he's going, no, she likes Sang. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I never knew that, but Sang likes that, ain't she? God, no, wait. <laughs> what, what are, are they talking about? <laughs> 
while we're eavesdropping on the other Turks, another Turk walks up behind us. Yeah, Elena, and yeah, Cloud is like wondering to himself, almost like, "What is what is this about?" And then Elena's like, "It's dumb. I'm. Let me tell you all about it." It's so stupid. They always talk about who they like or don't like, but saying is different. <laughs> ah, no. Oh, no. <laughs> They're here. They're really here. They view us so casually that she doesn't even realize she's talking to us right, right. away. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so she starts telling us that she likes Seng and then realizes that she's talking to us and runs up ahead to the Turks and is like, Cloud's back there. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, back time for what you did in Sector 7, as far as you go. Where the fuck is the Molotov cocktails I bought? I love asking where the Molotov cocktails are. Like, it's like, where's the cereal? It's not in the usual spot in the cabinet. (laughs) Where'd you put them? I didn't use any of them. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Cure all, yeah, nice. Ifrit is probably super dangerous to summon in in the middle of a forest. Yeah, that's gonna start a anywhere. Brush fire. The grass. You guys should really be like at the beach, maybe. Yeah, high dangers, <laughs> you know, fire danger. So we beat the Turks. Yeah. And in Turk fashion, they don't die. They like turn and they're like, "Well, we should probably go. I'll see you later." Reno checks his watch. We may be retreating, but we're still victorious. Are you retreating? Because uh... well, one of them did. Wow, that looked painful. And by it looked painful, I mean the number that came off of you was high. It was a big number. It was a big number. I saw the number. <laughs> looked like it hurt. You're acting like you're not hurt, but I know you are, so I saw the number. Hey, something seems wrong. Like they knew that we were coming. Good. They followed us, but there weren't any signs of it. Then that means a spy? Maybe? No. No way. So because the Turks are here, we're like, there's got to be a spy. Who would the mole even be, really? I mean, everyone on our group is 100% trustworthy, and we all know everything about each other. And we've gotten to know each other all so well. Yeah. I can think of at least two people uh-huh. who should be under suspicion if they really <laughs> think this is happening. I don't even want to think that there's a spy. It can't be one of our group. I trust everyone. Even the cat? Even Red the 13th. <laughs> No, I mean the cat. The actual oh, cat. Oh, the cat. The, the other cat. <laughs> you already forgot about the it. other cat. Right. To him. The one who the was one like, who let was me tell like, you about a fortune. I'm in this place. Let me come. I'm going to come with you. Yeah. Even the cat. Like, it seems pretty obvious that this, like, machine cat that's following you is probably the one that, like, you found in, like, the bad guy's area, right? Yeah. I don't even want to think about it. So we make it to the actual town of Gungaga, mm-hmm. and out in front is like a little cemetery, and there's a woman there. We talk to her. Three years ago, when the reactor exploded, my husband... Oh, God. It's like, you don't need to tell me the rest. Okay. A ruined reactor. A perfect place to start a civilization. Yeah, this town is kind of like a bunch of small, like, brick huts, kind Mm. of. The town existed before the Mako reactor exploded, right? I think this is like the remnants of what was once, like, a thriving town. Right, okay. Now, this is another town that's not Barrett's hometown that had a Mako reactor (laughs) explode, and then the town was destroyed. Yeah, and it's in a location that we saw Barrett's hometown burning from afar, Mm -hmm. and, like, from afar, this looks like that, like it's in the middle of a forest, too. Right, exactly, which he said was coral, though. 
Yeah, from the when he was looking at it, that was coral in the middle. But of it the looked forest. like it was in a forest. But then Coral Prison is in the middle of a desert. So this is also in the middle of a forest. Mm-hmm. But this also it says the reactor blew up three years ago here at Gagaga, mm-hmm. and I think that Barrett's story happened four years ago. There's just a lot of blown up reactors. Yeah. Well, to be more accurate, there's one blown up reactor around here that we've heard there's supposed to be two. Right. And then also a town was burned down, but not because the reactor exploded, but because the company was mad about a reactor exploding. If you can't tell, we've tied ourselves in knots over this. (laughs) Seriously. The simple truth is that Gungaga has nothing to do with Barrett or Coral or the other reactor that exploded. Even though it happens right after all that stuff and is clearly somehow originally... Like, you could change some words here without changing the actual, like, programming of the game, and all this could kind of make more sense. If Gungaga was Barrett's actual old hometown instead of old Coral being where the prison is, it's so... It's such a mess. It's, yeah. I mean, luckily, we're about to move right past that mess. Buy <laughs> accessories? Hear a story? People can live without the Shinra's Mako reactors. I don't know. Is that the whole story? <laughs> That's the whole fucking story. Hear a story? Shinra built the reactor without even thinking about the town's safety, and this is the result. Everybody in the town of Gungaga has their own story that you can hear. They're all saying the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. Shinra yeah. fucked this place up. You a traveler? Hey, wait. That glare in your eye. You're a soldier. Well, we haven't heard about people commenting on our sweet yeah. Mako eyes. Oh, anymore. you're right. Do you know any? Don't you know anything about our son? Oh God. Oh, his name his is name Zach. Is Tell us, is he alive? Oh shit, we're gonna learn about Zach. Yeah, this is important. We're gonna learn. We're learning for the first time. This is Eris's ex-boyfriend, right? We won't learn. We that don't know for that yet. God damn it. Yeah. She mentioned somebody, but she didn't, she didn't say, his, say name. his name. Yeah. Should I even say that? Uh, Maybe I'll leave it in for now. Uh, sure. I mean, I don't know if it matters very much. This guy will be important, but it's it gets teased out. Yeah. It's been close to ten years since he left for the city, saying that he didn't want to live in the country. He left saying he's going to join Soldier. Have, did you ever hear of a Zach in Soldier? Hmm. Zach? Did he have a last name? Yeah, just Zach. Just Zach? I don't know. Young lady, you know him? I remember he wrote us six or seven years ago saying that he had a girlfriend. Could that have been you? Uh, Tifa? No, it wasn't. (laughs) And she leaves. Tifa, Tifa, what what happened? happened? Yeah, and as soon as Zach's parents mention his name, Tifa obviously reacts in a way where they're like, you know him, and she's like, nope, and turns around and just walks out of the room. Well, she wasn't the girlfriend in that case. No, no. She answers honestly, but doesn't elaborate on stuff that she does know. What did happen? Talk to this old man again. Zach, do you know him? No, I don't know him. Just super sad. Your face, Sifa, you're really bad at lying. I told you I don't. Alright. Yeah, it's just that Tifa's being super cagey for reasons that I don't understand. This is Gungaga Village. Many people died here in an Omega reactor explosion. Yeah, I've heard. That's all everybody's talking about. White M phone. The M phone? The megaphone. Oh, I was gonna say. When are they going to get to the iPhone? <laughs> they passed it. This is the future. Where they They're already it. in the M-Phone. In the X-Potion. 
the iPhone X potion. Is that all that's there? There was more stuff. Pats, I didn't go on back here. There's a materia. Death blow. So we're done exploring Gungaga, and we make it to the blown up Mako reactor. Mm-hmm. What is this? It's the blown up reactor. Duh. Ruined reactor. Is this a whole dungeon? I don't think so. It's Scarlet, head of Shinra Weapon Development. She's the one who shot Barrett's hand off. Right. Yeah, you're right. There's fucking a lot of people. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I'm, I'm just saying, there's mm. a, like, I can name all of the heroes, and there's a fair number of those, and then there is just an insane number of named. Yeah, enemies. bad guys, yeah. Hmm, this isn't any good either. You only get junky materia from junky reactors. Yeah, this is junky. This reactor's a failure. What I'm looking for is big, large, huge materia. I'm looking for the hugest materia. I'm looking for big materia. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. I'll get on it right away. They're searching through the wreckage of this Chernobyl looking for huge materia? Yeah, um, which we'll learn later, huge materia is a special scientific designation <laughs> for really big materia, but they mean like a specific a specific thing. Yeah. Please, we could make the ultimate weapon if only we had some. I just can't wait. With Hojo gone, the weapon development's getting a bit bigger budget. But even if we make the perfect weapon, could that stupid Heidegger even use it? Thing is like I don't care about your project. Yeah, yeah. I just oh sorry, I forgot Heidegger was your boss. <laughs> mm. Let's go. Trouble in paradise. Looks like a little Shinra HQ. Large, huge materia. The ultimate weapon. The perfect weapon. An Ultima weapon. Why do they want? The ultimate weapon. Just what are the Shinra up to? Do they not already have the ultimate weapon? I mean, like, there's... They don't seem to be easily stopped by anybody. There's not another, like, military force with rival weaponry. Like, They've they already have, got that Junon gun. Yeah, they have the top of the top in weaponry as it is. So how... <laughs> what's the point? I mean, why build the H-bomb when you've got the A-bomb? More like, why build the H-bomb or the A-bomb at all when you're not at when war? When you're not at war. <laughs> exactly. We wouldn't have done it. Word for the fucking war. <laughs> but yeah, the Turks get in their toy helicopter and fly off. And it moves like a child moving the toy. <laughs> Whoa. That's wow. a rhinoceros tank. It's not. It's a triceratops <laughs> tank. Look, I saw a thing with horns <laughs> and got, I I've got to make sure we get these things right. It's why people are listening. <laughs> yeah, let's see Ram. Ramu Emanuel. Ramu, like, rises from the ground on a pillar of the earth and stands on the top of it and casts lightning down on everybody, and it's one of the more awesome it's ones. It's pretty sweet. Look at that. Fuck yeah. I am a psycho. <laughs> I enter the dreams of Moogles <laughs> as a hobby. Yeah, that's what I do for fun. <laughs> so we're exploring the blown-out Mako reactor. Mm -hmm. Can you go down those stairs to the left or up that ramp right where you were walking? It's like I came in here just to hear them have that conversation. A lot of these things in here. More tank resources. It's a Triceratops. If I can get it right. <laughs> Oh shit, you missed. I missed, yeah. Nice to... Nice to meet you, finally. Nice to see you again. 
Ice, yeah, ice to see you, ice to meet you, ice to be back at doing business together. <laughs> together. Ice to be back doing business together. Together, exactly, yeah. That's what I'm exactly. Ice to meet you. Dino truck. Dino truck. <laughs> Oh shit. I'm so glad I walked back in here. There's something shiny back there. Reach for Reach it. Reach the fuck for it. Tight area. Dude, you're just barely getting these. I'm. Yeah, dude. I'm. T yeah, man. Wow. Wow. Just stumbling over summon material. Yeah. People are just throwing it in the garbage. Chocomog leveled up. Nice. Chocomog should become some kind of dessert. Like a Choco Taco. Oh, a Choco Mug. They gotta have those at Final Fantasy conventions. And it's gotta have ice cream in it. Oh, yes. Probably marshmallow flavored like ice cream. Gamochi Choco Mug. Yeah. Oh, and he's all, he would be all little balls of mochi with different flavors in them. Right. And you'd rip him apart and he'd be different flavors. It would be adorable. And you'd rip him apart. <laughs> there, Pilgrim. Back to the shittiest. I can't believe I'm saying this, but this is the shittiest town we've been to yet. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we I keep mean, going Midgar to was shit. really fucking Yeah, but terrible. like you could, you could see an appeal to living. It's like the yeah, life going on Yeah, they're living. In, like, what are these huts even? <laughs> this is. Look at this shit. This is <laughs> god damn it. It's just getting worse and worse. Where do they sell the fucking ethers? Oh, it's so pleasant. This music. I want this. Rejig it. In this game, if they're not actively either tormenting you or blowing your mind, they're lulling you to sleep. Those yeah. are like the levels. Like you're either like way up high, going, "Oh my god, it's amazing," yeah. or like down in hell. And other than that, you're kind of like, I can't even tell I'm doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about this music, though, is that it really is like, take the times that you're in music like this to do your menuing. Mm -hmm. It's really going to be a better experience to rejigger your material. You, you should strategize that way. Mm -hmm. Final Fantasy. Make it your life. Final Fantasy. This could be your whole life. This could be it. You, could, you can do that. You can. They told me not to do the black magic. <laughs> but I <laughs> just couldn't resist. Dip my toe in this. <laughs> I love it's like, remember that speech that you gave in season one about like, do you ever get want to get in the car and just drive? To, <laughs> yeah, to yeah, yes. Yeah. It's like you just go. I just love like it's like this is like. A completely different but fundamentally similar idea that, like, you ever want to get in your living room and just drive? Just drive just your drive TV. Drive your TV until you until get you're to, in a different place altogether. altogether. <laughs> totally. Oh, yeah, I do want to sleep. Like, you know, find somebody who's been married three times. <laughs> Probably meet somebody in this game who's been married a few times. So, now what? I don't know. What did we do? We did a thing. We went in there looking for Sephiroth. And we saw that cutscene. And, and we came got the by. Titan. We ran into and the Turks. Yeah, that's about all that's in Gungaga. I almost feel like you could skip over this <laughs> and go right to Cosmo Canyon and probably nothing would matter. Well, you gotta know about the huge materia from the Turks, mm -hmm. and then also we learned about Zack, but that's it. I'm just gonna get back in the car. 
Yeah, just get back in the fucking car. <laughs> yeah, just get in the car and drive. Yeah, you're living in a town where nothing's going on, everyone's living in the past. <laughs> drive to a place in the desert and go find yourself. Yeah, where everyone's living outside of time. Oh boy. Ooh, look at this praying mantis. Oh, I forgot to do the last piece of jiggering Stop I was going to do. What was that going to be? I'm going to put on his berserker ring and just let him go nuts. Oh, let him berserk. Yeah, I took off all his materia that would hurt any of his strength. Mm. Gave him ones to up his luck. Oh, look who's stopped. Oh, Dude. everybody. Shit. It's like a grasshopper doing a butterfly attack. It's weird. Yeah, he must have learned it from watching them. From looking up and seeing the butterflies so doing their attacks. Butterflies are known for their attack. God. Lighten up with these. Seriously, in this walkway to this town? Like, come on. It's fucking... This little frog? Oh, he's oh, making no. it a frog. Frog jab. Oh, god damn it. Frog jab. Oh, it oh, brought him back. He unfrogged him. Two frogs, they negate each other, I guess. Nice. Look at Barrett jumping up and down like a frog. You think it might be fun to get frogs? I think you it think would people be. do it recreationally? <laughs> so as we're just like talking about bullshit driving around, <laughs> like the landscape changes from like, you know, foresty to southwestern. Right, yeah. You know, We've gets... entered a Texan area. No, <laughs> no that's this not is, even the this right This is word. more like New Mexico or something. I don't right, know. It's yeah. like canyony and red rocks. And... Yeah, and there's like mesa mm -hmm. tape. Mm -hmm. what, what are those? Plateaus. Plateaus, yeah. Like Arizona, mm -hmm. the American mm -hmm. Southwest. Yeah. And one of those mesa plateaus has an observatory built on top of it. Wait, what is that? I don't know. Oh, I think I remember what this is. This is a cool place. Oh, let's go to the place. Look at it. It's like a big cannon, or it's an observatory. Uh -huh. It's Cosmo Canyon. Mm-hmm. At what point should we start thinking about, like, when is a good time to... This might be a good time to stop, actually. Wait, how are you I feeling? Think... I'm getting kind of tired. I could keep going, but... It's almost one. I, I think stopping would be okay. I feel like just... I feel depleted. Like, my brain... Yeah, but chemicals. that might be the right time. That might be good. Yeah. Um... I mean, I wanted. What's that behind there, too? I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to get up there. Yeah, placed conspicuously up on top of one of these mesas behind Cosmo Canyon is like a green, like jello mold. Yeah, that's the only way we know how to describe it. Yeah. Probably on an airship. Yeah, this green jello mold, uh, we won't figure out how to get up to it for a long, long time. Yeah, we will get there, though. Don't but worry. It'll keep. We'll keep running into it and going, like, can we do it now? <laughs> what is with we, the jello we mold? We can fly now, but we... St <sighs> <laughs> I have no idea how long the thing that we're going to get into That's is. the thing. I feel like we might step into a thing that goes for... I can't, like, get my bearings on the pacing of this game. I think it would benefit us maybe to just stop now and decompress... Just because we've been through so much shit that we haven't even talked about it. It's like, yeah. we're going to keep going and adding to that stack, and then it's like, <laughs> what are we, what's happening? Well, eventually we <laughs> declare bankruptcy on that and go, we'll talk about it in editing. Yeah. We just saved. Yeah, I just saved. Let me save it again. I think it's a good time to call it a night. Because <sighs> there's also, like, if we do push ourselves, it's like if we do a crazy thing and we don't sleep, it's like... 
What, what we don't need to do that in the middle be, of the week. Yeah, we're gonna both be here sleeping all day. Yeah, no, we don't. Tell there's no yeah, reason like, to do that like we're that. Pushing ourselves in a way that's like we're gonna be doing this. I was hoping tomorrow. maybe we would. I know. I was hoping maybe we would. Uh, Get to the end of disc one or, or something or closer. I, I don't can't know. fucking believe we have it. I honestly can't. In my memory, I thought it was like you get out of Midgar and then pretty soon disc one is over. It doesn't seem like but it. It seems like there's a fucking ton no, more. It's not, yeah. Like it doesn't seem like we're about to suddenly hit the end of disc one. Yeah, I mean, the time clock on our ga save game is what? 2818. 2818. And that's like a little bit inflated, but still. Still. <laughs> I have no idea. I've, I, I remember that, that in editing season three where I was like, like, oh yeah, and then right after the opera sequence you go to the floating city and it's like six fucking episodes that we put together of like, yeah, it's like no. you go to the Magitech research facility and then this happens and you're just like, Jesus. Oh. God, I can't believe we haven't gotten out of the first disc. So we're going to do something a little unusual here, and instead of starting an episode at the beginning of a day, we're going to end the episode with the beginning of the next day. Mm-hmm. So settle in. We're going to we start the next day. We're going to go get some breakfast. You know, we're going to get everything ready for the day. And then, you know, we're just going to get in the car and we're going to drive. And we're going to go. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get in the car because we're waking up wondering, like, wait a minute. How many days have I been here and why yeah. am I doing this and how... Just gotta go to oh, another place, God, you know, I mean, and you look, eat eggs. Yeah, you just you gotta get something comfortable like eggs, because you're just don't even look up a place to get eggs. <laughs> just like have faith that you're gonna be driven there, because <laughs> oh, I mean, the universe is really gonna ask you to look it up. You're starting to feel lost in this pointless experience. Yeah, that dog loves a routine. She's like, and now is the time in the morning where I go out here. And I poop over here. I found my poop spot and my pee spot. We're all getting settled in. We need paper towels and yeah, I want to get Ziplocs. I had the thought that maybe we should go out for breakfast too. Yeah, I'd be into that. Uh, if there was a place that has like outdoor seating and dogs are allowed, that would be most ideal. Yeah, run the dog. Run the dog. Then we'll run the jewels. Then we'll run the chocobos. <laughs> we really are going to be spending most of the day running joke about We got to get 800 gold pieces. Dude, we have to get 8 fucking 100 of it. We 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 start the races, we we crack open some beers, we dude, just we keep dude. put it we write down the numbers and we go like, "Come on. But come on." But we're going to be diminishing returns. We're going to be like he's going to be like That's why I think this time it, I'm gonna I think it's going to be different once we go back and are like I think the I think once the thing opens up it'll be different. It better be. Because we couldn't even bet I on the highest to do class. It for a while. I'm not willing to do it. like I mean, come on. I'm going to get 800. Me yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's gonna. I'm willing to do it. I'm gonna do it. Do you want to just drive through town and see if we find a cafe, like a like a place? Yeah, that yeah. Looks good, or do you want to look something up? I would just drive in, and if we don't find something soon, we'll look something up. <laughs> but you can begin breeding chocobos after you have obtained the high wind during the escape from Junon. You can begin racing chocobos after you've rescued Cloud from the second blah blah blah. I think that's exactly where we are because we got all we all got on that thing and. No, because this says, as this is when the gold saucer reopens for business. The chocobo side well, quests are much easier to do in disc three. Disc three? <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's a long time away. Where'd my watch go? 
There it is. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we're going to be going back to the Chocobos for a good while. I want to get it all done and out of the way now. That's not even how the last one worked. I mean, in the game, we're on our first tour of the world still. We haven't even been to all the places. I know. Oh, I know. That's not exciting. Oh, it's very exciting, actually. Yeah. No, I'm I like can't like, I'm like, like this. there's a whole world ahead of us. Yeah, I know. You know what, I brewed some coffee and now we're going to walk away from it. Let's drink it and then we'll go. Uh, Let's throw it away and then we'll go. We don't have to do any of those things. We can just leave it. Uh, yeah, let's not leave it on. I grew up in a world where all of those things automatically turned themselves off. Like, they didn't, like, that wasn't... I mean, they often do. I just, this, I have no idea how it works or what setting we're on. Yeah, There's no yeah. reason to... Haley? Milady? She, see, she's not even worried that she's not going to come because she doesn't even know a world where she would be left behind here. Oh, somebody got coffee. I mean, it's morning. It's time to start hurtling mild stimulants into your body. Right. <laughs> Beautiful new day. So which way? Well, I'm going to go this way. I don't know. I haven't looked up anything yet. To town. So much like the strategy of not making a grocery list, mm -hmm. uh, we head out into what in our minds is town center, I right. guess. I think I think I mentioned this too, where it's like, we're really in the Final Fantasy mindset of like, take the only path right. forward. And, but then we start driving around and we go like, huh, a lot of this stuff is just closed. <laughs> and there's not really anything around here. Yeah. Did they turn here? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm not gonna go up in tent. I'm gonna go up in cabin. Maybe I'm even gonna house. Oh, we should pick up the beer can chicken recipe, like, ingredients. Oh, yeah. We just need some kind of rub and butter and a can of beer and a chicken. Yeah. It was pretty much like a stick of butter in a can of beer with this, like, rub that you rub on the chicken and put it in the can or whatever. And, and then like, you shove the can right up the chicken's ass. Yeah, there might have been lemon or something else, too. We eventually look up where to go next. I know, we wander around for a while, can't figure it out. <laughs> Why do they ever change the way these apps look? I don't fucking understand. Okay, got it. To make it better for you. There's Hot Shots Coffee House. Bill's Villager. Belgian Waffer Works. Oh, here's an Italian restaurant. Wang's Computer and Tech Surface. Tacos. Hot Shots. Hot Shots Coffee House. They have a patio. They have flatbread sure pizza. They have frozen yogurt. Something. And then I really hope that they have, like... It's a coffee house. They gotta have breakfast. Yeah. Thrift shop. Let's see if that's it. Breakfast paninis. I could eat a breakfast. I would do that. Do you think Haley looks at that animal hospital over there and goes... When are we gonna end segregation? <laughs> Let animals into people hospitals. <laughs> Come on. What is this? The pre-civil rights movement? I thought we've solved this. Yeah. It would be pretty shocking if the majority of the population started like taking animal rights seriously. Well like <laughs> like as seriously as that. Well like like liter like actually like, like, actually at all. 
I mean, they don't abuse dogs. They don't like that. But I mean, like, animals don't have fucking rights. No. No, no, no. Not like real rights. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, Like, I think PETA really thinks they should have, like, in the Constitution, like, rights. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah. I don't think the majority thinks that. I do think that the majority thinks that they should be treated humanely. Yes, yeah. Which is different from giving them rights. Yeah. Because that's still up to us what like that means. The bill it's not of up rights. to them. Yeah. yeah. Humane, they don't get to define. The, where is the dog representative in Congress? There's no, no congressman as a dog. You know? Yeah. Like now there's. Actually, there's, there's a talent as a mayor, as a, a dog as a mayor. The dog is a. Is a the mayor, mayor of is the a town. dog? They elected a dog, what? yeah. Many years and running. What policy? What policy has he enacted over his tenure? The policy is they just don't give a fuck. They don't think there should be policies. I guess because I don't <laughs> think he's done anything. And I'm sure that they've been in a true trust just fine. And they're probably right. Yeah. Mayors seem to be like ground level, for, ground zero for corruption, right? Yeah. Or maybe but that's just not, TV. They're not represented <laughs> in Washington. No, it's like you know, like they need. It's a first. Step. And we tax them. Is the thing we tax all the dogs? I do think it would be kind of a baller move for like um, states that are um, protesting to start electing animals to Congress and just sending fucking dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It and would then be like great. suing when they don't get the respect that congressmen deserve. And then take it to the fucking Supreme Court and yeah. make those assholes say that like dogs are not humans. Yeah, make them make up a rule. Yeah, dogs are not people. But corporations are. Exactly. Corporations aren't people. They're like fucking fifth dimensional overlords. They don't. They don't need protection. They're made up of people. But then, so like mob. Does a mob have rights? It should if a corporation does. Like, but like, does it? <laughs> no, not at all. Well, then. Well, yeah. I mean, sort of. I mean, like, I'm like, that's made up of the people. only real a authority. Mob is people, Ryan. If the only real authority is violence, then in that moment, the mob has total authority. But it's not the lasting kind, because it's not based. It doesn't no. stay. It doesn't have staying power. Oh. But while they're mobbing. While they're mobbing. They're in charge. <laughs> <laughs> they are in charge. But. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this is exactly a panini, but it's good. No, they definitely use their, like, pizza crust. Right. If they had put it in a press, it would have fooled me. It would have, yeah. Do you think egg and cheese sandwiches are as popular worldwide as they are here? I feel like they must. They're so good. I mean, are chicken eggs? Yeah, no, I think eggs are big. Definitely in Asia. Eggs. Like, deep in Africa? I don't know about that. But chicken eggs specifically, because like that's the egg. Like, I totally believe that there's some egg that's being eaten. But like the egg as we know it for our breakfast. Yeah. Does anyone eat reptile eggs? Those are probably not tasty, right? They're not I like hard it. on They're the probably, outside. They're all like uh, soft and leathery, and slimy. Yeah. And I bet nobody is going like, I'm gonna start myself a cobra farm. Farm cobra eggs. Every morning the kids will go out and harvest the cobra eggs. <laughs> Right. I'm busy milking the cobras. <laughs> Which they'll be doing when they're older. Yeah. They've got to learn the way of the cobra first before they milk it. And just being around them collecting eggs is the best way. 
Because the thing about being a cobra farmer is it only takes one bite. Just one. Let me tell you, cobras don't like it when you take their eggs. <laughs> you don't see a lot of old cobra farmers. There was a... They don't make it past 35. Fun little anecdote in... Uh, British colonial India, they were like, there's too many fucking cobras, we're putting out a bounty on cobras. Like, bring in dead cobras and you'll get paid. Oh, God. And so, of course, they what started finding these, the like, secret cobra farms where people were just, like, <laughs> breeding cobras. And killing them <laughs> yeah, and making... Bring in that was, like, the, the first and then, farm? and then they had to, like, close... They just, like, closed these cobra farms, which resulted in just, like, releasing thousands of more cobras. <laughs> 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 I hope there's just like one dude who made him enough money on the, that brief window when cobras were profitable. Uh -huh. The that, cobra like, he craze. has descendants now who are like my great great grandfather established our family empire selling cobras to the in that one British yeah, four, made enough four money month that period. Would you relax? Haley, sit. Then we bought an exporting company, and now we're like Indian royalty, and we're all started with cobras. Yeah. Yeah. So we finish up breakfast, hit the supermarket for the last few items that we still need, like Ziplocs and some other shit. Yeah, we had to buy a chicken. And start heading back home. Well, we got what we needed. Yep. So we're going to make that chicken later. Yeah. Hopefully. Sweet. sweet. Groceries? Here, I can grab something. Let's fucking do this. Okay. I'm ready for chocobo races. I'm ready to cheer on all my heroes. I'm ready to not stop playing for a number of hours. And that's season four, episode 15. Yeah, a little bit of a transition-y episode, but we're about to hit like a huge chunk about Red's past. Mm -hmm. Cosmo uh, Canyon is next week. Yeah, we didn't want to split that up a bunch. Right, but I hope you enjoyed that breakfast. Yeah, and so now I'm trying to keep track of it. This is day four. Mm -hmm. We've had three full days sitting in here. I don't know or if wait. we counted the first... No, I think we counted the first night as being a day... So we did two, two full so this is day days. Three. This the, is the beginning of day three. Of the third real full day. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, man, at this point we were completely lost in the middle of it. It's yep. nuts to say that this is the third full day and I've, we're still in disc one. I know. There's so much of this left <laughs> that we, oh, God. Oh, do you want to enter the life stream? Yeah, re let's reach around us and play the chords of the time fractal like in the in that Christopher Nolan movie. Oh, Interstellar, the, it, yeah. Wait, no, you mean Inception. Interstellar, no, he goes into oh, the right, fourth he did, dimension. They always have like time in the, shit in it. You're right, yeah. you're right. So do that. Do the Interstellar thing. All right, we're go going into that street. weird time library, the fifth dimensional library from Interstellar. Let's go. <laughs> I love the way you can float around here and read books. Yeah, and I just feel like, in general, some positive vibes, that the whole live stream is flowing in a good direction Yeah, it today. is. I feel that. Oh, here comes the message. The message reads, Hey, everyone. Pride Month just ended. It was a wonderful time, and we're making great progress. But remember, allyship is year-round. Keep doing your part to fight for rights. Stand up for people against hateful speech or behavior. 
Write or call your politicians and treat folks with dignity and respect. We're all in this together. That's a wonderful message. I couldn't agree more deeply with that message. And uh, I got to thank uh, thank him so much for posting that because we're so involved in these stupid games, we forget to comment on the world around us right. often. So. <laughs> we, we do. And Pride Month is an incredible thing. I mean, this episode also happens to air on Independence Day in America. And I feel like as Americans, we're often told that we're on different sides and I think it's great to remember that we are all in this world together, mm-hmm. that we're always trying to make the world a better place, and the fight for equality is an ongoing duty for everybody. There is no side. This isn't a coin. Exactly. The world. Look at the world. Is it a coin? <laughs> it's, it's not a disc. It's certainly not a disc. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much to Dan Kame for that wonderful message. We really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Treat each other with respect. Yeah. Let's uh, fly on that wave of positivity right on out of here. Let's go. And we're back. Again, thank you so much to Dan Kame for that wonderful message. Mm -hmm. If you're interested in getting a message out there to our audience of wonderful people, just email nocappodcast at gmail.com. That's Mm N-O-C-K-A-T with the subject line live stream. Messages are $25 each. It's a great way to support the show and get support anything else that you might want. It can be basically anything you want. Yeah. So email us about that. Thank you again. And with that, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at mm-hmm, NoCat Podcast. Mm-hmm. That's N-O-C-K-A-T. Mm-hmm. Go to the Patreon and get the episodes early. If you like it on Mondays instead of Thursdays, mm-hmm. you can do that. Or get the video version. You could buy a whole bunch of sidewalk chalk and just like write our name all over you know, your neighbor's house. I would love house. to get a picture of that. Yes, your neighbor's house. Cover it with our names and our show logo. This will uh, be beneficial to you for esoteric yeah. reasons that we'll explain later. I do like the idea of being like, and go tag our, you know, it's like, it's like follow us on Facebook and Twitter and tag our show as of graffiti all over the city. Well, that's why I said chalk, because I don't really want, you know, like, I think if you get caught tagging in L.A., you're automatically, like, considered a gang member and put on right. all kinds of lists. Or an artist. Or maybe they're just trying to oppress the artists, That's, man. You nailed it. <laughs> Tell me about it. Am I right? So also, uh, find our t-shirts. You know they make, like, uh, chalk in an aerosol. Like, you can spray chalk. Really? Yeah, and it looks like spray paint, and then you can wash it off. Oh, well, that's pretty cool. Just use a fun that. fact. Yeah, go use that. <laughs> All right. With that, here's a little no one can know about this dessert. What uh, we really man? I really am starting to regret coming up with thinking of a new dessert every yeah, time. Yeah, I'm like we we didn't have to do this to ourselves, but well, now we're like, what what else are desserts? Yeah, I haven't had any uh, Nilla wafers in a long time. All right, let's do that, and then maybe let's like decide right now. Next week, let's have like some apple pie. <laughs> sure, that's a classic. All right. Enjoy the Nilla wafers now. We should get some of those gummy bear the gummy bear challenge. I know. I'm a I'm good. That's where you cross over into like, oh, we're letting people in on our fun to like, how how much can I suffer to make them laugh? Like, I'm going to inject myself with, with horse tranquilizers and drink Ipecac and see what happens. I'm going to pass out and continue to vomit. It's going to be the best season ever. I'm going to need you to hold my face and make sure I don't choke. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that would be such an, a horrible it's way to job die. To count how you many could, trash cans of You make yourself pass out and then take a bunch of Ipecac like, and then lay on your back? What a horrible way to kill yourself. Nothing if not creative. 